It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. On today's Locked On Thunder podcast, we have the entire Oklahoma City Thunder schedule October will tell us all we need to know about this Thunder season. Plus, what are some of the schedule notes, like when's the back-to-back, the longest homestand, and how the structure of this year's NBA season benefits the Thunder in a big way. All of this coming up on today's Lockdown Thunder podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, media member, and editor-in-chief over at thunderousintentions.com, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at LOThunderPod. Email the show, LOThunderPod at gmail.com. On today's show, we're going to look deep into the Thunder releasing their schedule for the 2022-23 regular season. October is going to define this season. For the Oklahoma City Thunder, the longest home and road stretch and why the lack of miles in this year's NBA calendar actually benefits the Young Thunder. All that's coming up in today's show. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Thunder your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking Thunder basketball. And I want to start with October. The start of the season, we are a month away from training camp. It's going to get here before you know it. And... We're going to be ramping back up to five days a week. It's going to be exciting. We're going to have media day, going to have all that fun stuff. But whenever you ask the question, how good will this team be? What will the team goals be? Are they going to try to win this season? When you ask all those exciting questions, the answer will be October. I got asked this on Locked on NBA on Monday. Go back and listen to Locked on NBA for Monday. October will define this season one way or the other because As I've said before, I cannot promise you a win-loss record this season. I cannot promise you even a tier in which they'll be in. Development, tanking, winning, play-in, what will it be? The Thunder have the the toughest schedule in the entire NBA by a wide margin, so that eliminates the factor of just the standard operation error of, hey, you're projected to be a bad team win-wise from Vegas, and so you don't get to play yourself three or four times a year even beyond just that 
error accounted for, it still is the widest margin of toughest schedule in the NBA. The Thunder will, of course, have to survive that first half of the season, especially October, and then it'll be decision time for Sam Presti. The West is tough. There is a generational star in this draft, uh, and this draft is loaded. I mean, this, this draft should be comparable to 2021, where if you fall in the bottom three, you fall in the bottom four, it gets you excited about what is to come, what is to 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 be at your you know at disposal in the draft. You can get a guy like a Cade Cunningham, Evan Mobley, Scotty Barnes, those type of players in this draft. So I, I'd compare these two draft classes more 2023 to 2021 than 2022. So that is another encouraging factor to encourage you to take the road of tanking and losing games. And so the reason I say that October defines a season, whenever you ask, can this team be a playoff team? Can this team make the play-in tournament? Will this team get out of the bottom of the Western Conference? It comes down to their first 10, 11 games of the season. Let's throw in that 11th game just to, to kind of round it out. But the first 10 games of the year in October, you go at Minnesota, who has just you know brought in Rudy Gobert, and they, of course, have a, a budding superstar in Anthony Edwards, and they have Carlton V. Towns, one of the best shooting big men of all time. They have a team that is formidable and one that is expected to make a big leap this year in the regular season and, of course, was a playoff team last year. So you go on the road to start the year in Minnesota. Game number two, you go at Denver, a team that now is healthy and looks to be a top team in the West. Your home opener, which typically gives you a lift, and you know you're playing from your home fans. It's it's the second night of a back-to-back, and who do you play? Minnesota. So you go Minnesota, Denver, Minnesota. Life doesn't get easier. It's Clippers, Clippers. That's right. The baseball series is back, and you play the Clippers. Game four, Clippers. Game five. Now both are in Paycom Center, but again, health. Hopefully, it's not a concern in October for the Clippers, and they're going to be at full strength. And how do you maneuver that? Then you take a quick road trip down to Dallas, play the Mavericks, come back home, play the Magic on TNT, and then you go Nuggets, we've talked about before, Bucks, Pistons, Bucks. In this scenario, how many games do you think we'll sit here and preview as the season gets rolling? And how many of those games do you think the Thunder will be favored in by Vegas? Because the Pistons game's on the road, so you might not even get favored in that game. So maybe one game in which Vegas throws you a bone and says that you're a favorite against the Magic at home on national television. The the Nuggets as the home opener off of the Wolves kind of back-to-back situation does not help. What's your record after those 11 games? Are you 2-9? and nine? If you start 2-9 and nine in a year in which you have a generational talent in the draft and you're playing in a very tough Western Conference, that kind of starts to paint the picture of your team. You kind of take the season in 10-game chunks. That starts to paint the picture of your team. On the flip side of that, if you define the odds, defy the odds, and you are able to steal a Wolves game of that of, of that opening three, and you can steal a Clippers game, and you beat the Magic, and then you beat the Pistons, that's that we're up to four wins, and then you find a way to, you know, maybe knock off a Mavericks or one of the two Buck games. Then you're, of course, on much solid footing going into November, going into that stretch. And now you've got confidence. And now you know, you, you've, you've survived that gauntlet. And confidence for a young team is pretty scary. So I, I think that this season, whenever you ask the questions about play-in, 
you'll know. You'll know early what this team is capable of. That's a lot of pressure, though. To tell a team that will be the youngest in the NBA that will be starting a rookie center and, heck, you know, Jalen Williams from Santa Clara could be playing and should be playing, you know, valuable rotational minutes as your sixth, seventh man. Not to mention, you know, you only have a second-year Josh getting that lineup. You'll have a second-year Trey Mann trying to do some bench scoring. You'll have Shea and, 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 you know, Lou Dort. This young team, that's a lot of pressure put on them right out of the gates of the first 10 games. Because to win these games, to pull off those upsets, guess what? Chet has to be phenomenal game one through 11 to pull off those upsets. Has to be phenomenal. Giddy has to be ready to go out of the gate, et cetera, et cetera. So if they can survive this October gauntlet, then your 30, 35 wins creeping in toward that play-in scenario, that starts to get legitimate. Then the Chip England magic of revolutionizing this team's shooting ability, and maybe they can make a spunky run as the Cavs did last year, that starts to creep in as a possible scenario for you. But the big factor to me is the fact that this draft class is defined and that you have Victor and Bignani, you have Scoot Henderson, you have a plethora of, uh, of elite prospects in college right now that you're going to get familiar with as we move forward. With all that being said, and the ability to change course so dramatically and, and, and for such a benefit, that October stretch to me is everything. Because how can if, if you start out 1-10, in that eleventh game, in that eleven game stretch, one in ten, that is that is the baseline disaster. Because I just don't see a way in which SGA and this scrappy young team loses to both the Magic and the Pistons. So I think that the bottom floor is a one in eleven start. That's just the bottom floor. I think they're going to be better than that. But I'm just saying, worst case scenario. Let's envision the worst case scenario. You start eleven. You, you start one in eleven. One in ten, I should say. You start one in ten through the first eleven games. How can you at that point tell Sam Presti not? to try to increase your lottery odds to the best of your ability. Because you might make that argument before the season even starts and you even see the team on the floor. Because if you add Victor Wembanyama to this team, if you add one of these top guys in this next year's draft to this team, well, then you've completed and, and, you've, and you've solidified this roster. You've solidified this um, team with blue chip talent. You at that point have SGA as a blue chipper, Chet Holmgren as a blue chipper, whoever you draft in 2023 as a blue chipper. Josh Giddy, of course, strides to being a blue chipper. And in my opinion, is a blue chipper, especially if you believe in Chip England's ability to get him to shoot the ball better. You can't you can't make an argument if you start out one and ten, two and nine, even even three and eight. You can't make the argument against that at that point. That puts all these hypotheticals to bed, in my opinion. So October is going to be where the money is made. I'd go get out to a game in October and just kind of see how this team is playing and just kind of see what they're doing now. Does that mean? November 3rd, you're shutting off the season. No. I believe this team will play out the season as currently constructed roster-wise and not tank these guys or sit these guys until way deep in the year. Maybe the last 10 games of the season, as you saw teams do last year like Indiana, etc. Indiana went 0-10 last year to get better lottery odds down the stretch. So I'm not saying the season is over November 5th if you don't don't, uh, have early success in these first 11 games. But I am saying that uh, you'll shift your focus to player development more so than the the dream of going for the play-in playoffs. And player development, 
again, honestly, is one argument that you can take and, and, and think the Thunder need to do anyway, no matter how they play in these 11 games. Because if you develop these players right now and only focus on that, not focus on matchups or rotations to win games, and then you add a blue-chip talent like Victor Romaniana, you're looking at one of the deadliest young cores in all of the NBA. But I do want to tell you right now about our good friends over at Rocket Money. Rocket Money is phenomenal. Make sure you check them out. So why did Truebill change its name to Rocket Money? Because we've told you about Truebill before. We're going to tell you right now what we've heard. Truebill is now backed by is now backed by one three point four million dollar million people, I should say, with all of their budgeting and all of their you know lowering bills and canceling subscriptions, all the stuff that Truebill True Bill did before, they're going to save their members on average $700 a year. It's now backed by rocket companies. So they've bought into Truebill. It's the same Truebill story with just a new name. The bottom line is rocket money is everything I've loved about Truebill with a fresh new look and feel. So start canceling your unwanted subscriptions today by using your, uh, subscription at rocketmoney.com slash locked in MBA. Save money at rocketmoney.com slash locked in MBA. That's rocketmoney.com slash locked in MBA or download the app from Apple store or Google play store. So check them out today. They're going to help you save money on your bills, help you save money um, where it matters. For example, there's times where I forget I'm even subscribed to these services and I'm getting charged for that. I don't remember it. And what Truebill does, which is now known as Rocket Money, you can go to rocketmoney.com slash locked on. What they do is they alert you, hey, do you still want to keep the subscription? Like, are you still using this? And then you go, oh, no, I'm actually not. So, boom, we're saving money right there. They can also do things like, hey, you can actually use this code or that code and lower your bill. They can do that right there. So, check them out today, Rocket Money, wherever you get apps or online, Rocket Money slash locked on NBA. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are back on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at LOThunderPod. Email the show, LOThunderPod at gmail.com. On today's show, we're diving into the schedule. We talked about October. Let's talk national television games. The Thunder are back on national TV. Now, granted, it's been a two-year hiatus, and I say that as in major networks. So the NBA does count NBA TV as a national television game. However, we can all agree, although it's nice to be on NBA TV, just taking the regional stream of the game, of you know the home team's feed of the game and putting it on NBA TV doesn't feel like a national television game. doesn't have that excitement attached to it. You're not getting to see the national media talk about your team. You're not getting to see the guys you hear in the playoff broadcast and on the big-time games of the week. You're not getting to hear their opinion of your team. So getting back on the major network, getting back where you know things happen and, and the world can see you play is a big deal for the Thunder and is a big deal for Oklahoma City. 
And it's a big deal if this game's at home. So when they return to a marquee network, it'll be TNT. So you're going to get to hear the inside of the NBA crew cut it up talking about uh, the Thunder and the Magic before the game. Uh, it'll be Thunder Magic on TNT November 1st. That's a Tuesday because, of course, TNT does their uh, Tuesday slot because the NFL, of course, takes over on Thursdays for the length of the football season. But anyway, uh, it'll be a Tuesday game, November 1st, against the Magic on TNT. The world will get to see Chet Holmgren. And honestly, besides those NBA junkies with League Pass and besides some viral clips on, on Twitter that will for sure happen, good or bad, from Chet Holmgren, this will be the first full game that NBA fans and casual fans can get to see of the Thunder and the Magic and Paulo Bencaro and Chet Holmgren. This will be an exciting time. And in my opinion, if you can only get out to one game, whether it's a money thing or a just time commitment thing, you have so many you know obligations, you can't go to many Thunder games. Whatever the case is, if you can only go to one game this year, me personally, I'd make it that Magic game. I'd go out there and see Paulo versus Chet because both these guys have star power on and off the floor. Both these guys have the confidence and the swagger and the and the chippiness to make this game fun and to make this a a future rivalry. And, and when I say rivalry, rivalries in the NBA now are, are player versus player. It's not team versus team anymore. It's, it's player versus player. And so the jawing back and forth that can happen this game, pick one versus pick two, Paulo versus Chet, can build itself into must-watch TV whenever these two teams get together, whenever these two players get together. Much like, you know, Russell Westbrook and Joel Embiid or must-watch TV for that stretch there. Like, y- you will see something special this game. If both Paul Van Carroll and Chet Holmgren are playing and they're healthy, you will see something special, I almost guarantee it. So, I would personally make this the game you go to. It'll feel huge, like the atmosphere will be big. You're playing on TNT. I would go to this November 1st game on TNT. Now, all of the nat, quote unquote, national television games are done by November 26th. <laughs> it was smart move by the NBA schedule makers, I guess. But the Thunder Magic will play on November 1st on TNT. November 3rd, the Thunder will play the Nuggets at 7 p.m. on NBA TV. November 15th, that's at home. November uh, 14th, at Boston on the road, 6.30 NBA TV. November 6th, at Houston, 7 p.m. NBA TV. So same setup as we talked about last week. The Rockets also have a game on a major network. They play the Kings on ESPN, and the rest of their games are on NBA TV. Same setup for the Magic and for the Thunder. Marquee game on TNT, and then the rest of them are just NBA TV games that if you want to count them, count them like the NBA does. If you push back and say, oh, those don't count, I can't really blame you. But technically, by NBA standards, they do count. And technically, uh, the league says that the Thunder have four national television games. I want to talk about the back-to-backs real quick and the New Year's Eve tradition. And then I want to also discuss the baseball series and the lack of travel, plus our longest homestand in OKC for this team. But the back-to-backs, there are 13 back-to-backs this year. October 22nd against the Nuggets and 23rd against the Wolves. Uh, November 13th and 14th uh, at Knicks and at Celtics. November 25th and 26th versus Bulls and at Rockets. December 16th and 17th versus Wolves versus Grizzlies. Uh, January 3rd and 4th versus Boston and at Orlando. January 12th and 13th at Philadelphia, at uh, Chicago. February 6th and 7th at the Warriors, at the Lakers. February 23rd and 4th at Jazz, at Suns. March 28th and March, uh, February 28th and March 1st versus Kings versus Lakers. March 17th and 8th versus uh, Warriors versus Suns. March 11th and 12th at Pelicans, at Spurs, March 23rd and 24th at Clippers, at Lakers. And then at the end of it, 
March 28th and 29th versus Hornets versus Pistons. To me, the toughest back-to-back stretch is either the fact that you play a back-to-back March 23rd and 24th, have an off day, have a couple off days on the 25th and 26th and 27th, and then play another back-to-back the 28th and 29th. Either that stretch right there where it's at Clippers, at Lakers, then come home and play uh, against the Hornets and Pistons on the 28th, 29th after being on the road on the 23rd and 24th. Either that's the toughest stretch or... I think that this combo of the at Nuggets versus Wolves early in the year might be tough. The benefit there, of course, is that it's the first first games of the year, the first within the first three games of the year. Because remember, the season opener is the 19th, and then you go to Nuggets 22nd, and then Wolves 23rd. That's the third game of the year. But still, third game of the year can go one of two ways. Either everyone's still jacked, everybody's still excited, everybody still has their legs, or it could go where, hey, we're just not conditioned enough to handle uh, this kind of stretch and this kind of workload. So I do worry about that, but that's kind of where it's at. Not a big deal, not the most back-to-backs in the league, but 13 is, a, of course, a hefty amount. Uh, but I think that the Thunder will be able to handle it now. I want to get to why I think that the baseball-style series, which we talked about earlier, is a big deal for the Thunder and is a good thing for the Thunder. That's all coming up. But first, uh, I want to tell you to go check out Locked on NBA. I was on there at Jackson Gatlin. Talking Thunder on Monday. They, of course, have shows Monday through Friday. It's fantastic for the national perspective of basketball. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up-to-date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And let's dive into the Thunder and the basketball-style series. So if you don't know about the the baseball-style series, it's where you you play the same team two games in a row. So the NBA traveling is at a historic low amount this year, about 41,000 miles per team. The baseball-style series is back where you play the same team two straight games. OKC does this five times. So, as I mentioned earlier, in October, they host the Clippers, then host them again the very next game. Uh, This is not a back-to-back, but it is just, you know, play them, off day, play them. That's kind of the structure of it. Uh, So they do that with the Clippers, with the Blazers, with the Kings, with the Jazz, and then with the Clippers again that time, and of course, in L.A. And so why does a lack of travel help OKC? Because typically you hear this about young te- about, about old teams. Oh, you know, it's going to be great for the old teams not to have to travel that much. And, oh, it's, it's fantastic that the, you know, league is cracking down on travel and everyone's traveling at a league low rate this year across the board. Everyone has their league low miles. Uh, that's all great. But usually that's talked in the sense of old teams. I want to talk about this in the, sense of, in the sense of young teams. So with young teams, we always hear about the rookie or sophomore wall because guys are not conditioned to play 82 games. In high school, how many games do you play? In college, you play about 40. In uh, you know NBA, you play 82. And so guys just aren't used to keeping themselves at this high-intensity level for this long. So they hit a wall at some point. They hit a conditioning wall. And so to spread out these games and to limit travel, it just allows that recovery process, I think, to happen quicker and to happen more efficiently and to help avoid that. Now, of course, it's still going to happen. So let's, let's, not, 
Let's not get upset if rookie wall is hit by somebody, but it's still going to happen. But I just think that it helps limit it or push it back further because it spreads out your recovery and helps you recover better and faster. In my opinion. Now let's talk about that new year's Eve tradition. It returns. They'll host the 76ers. It's the 15th straight year that new year's Eve basketball is going to be played in Bricktown. And of course, James Harden and Joel Embiid are coming into town with Philadelphia. That'll be fun to go to. And I want to tie that into the longest homestand. So the longest homestand is actually December 14th through the 27th, and then they're right back at home on the 31st. So between December 14th and 27th, the Thunder will play the Heat, Timberwolves, Grizzlies, Trailblazers, Trailblazers, both, again, baseball-style series, Pelicans, Spurs, go on the road for a quick game, I believe it's Charlotte, then come back and play Philadelphia at home. So you can really capitalize, as you're game-planning for this semester and this season, you can really capitalize on Christmas break for something to go to whenever your kids are out of school, whenever you got more family time. You can really capitalize and go see the Heat, who are in the Eastern Conference Finals. Go see the Wolves, who are a very fun team. The Grizzlies, a very, very fun team. Go see Dame uh, with, with Portland. Go see uh, New Orleans and Zion and the Pelicans roster that's so deep. And then maybe go see a win because they're going to play the Spurs, so the Thunder should beat the Spurs by a wide margin. Go see a win with the Spurs. And then we talked about that New Year's Eve game with James Harden and Joel Embiid. So it's great that that homestand takes place during Christmas break. What do you think of the season? And how do you think the Thunder will tie back into October? How do you think that the Thunder will navigate this October stretch and play within the month of October? And do you believe that that segment of games will define the season? Where are you at on that topic? Let me know down below on the comment section on YouTube or on Twitter at Ryland underscore styles. Again, you can follow me there. And check out thunderousintentions.com. Subscribe for free across all podcasting platforms and on YouTube. We're going to be here for you every single day. We're ramping back up to five days a week. Excited for that. Excited for the season. And until tomorrow, be good and be good to one another. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 